mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National Wallace Chapman here. Now, due to low visibility in the area, this is State Highway 1 Hook, Canterbury. As a result of a fire, State Highway 1 is closed at Hook between Lower Hook Road and Kingsbury Road, so detour roads have been established. And you can keep in touch with us if you feel any new shakes or earthquakes, aftershocks, by the way. And on the programme today, our panellists look over the first one-on-one leaders' debate. Over one million Kiwis tuned in. Sprightly or a snooze fest? We talked to someone who was there. And the price of petrol hitting new heights, and sadly many are trapped in a car-dependent cycle, says our expert this afternoon. We discussed that on the programme. And... Let me ask you a question. Is it time that we ditch our obsession with degrees? Um, that's what one economist says, and I want to bring this to the panel. Are you a tradie listening in? Maybe you're a plumber, a bricklayer, an electrician. Maybe you're plastering right now. Would you recommend it? Do you enjoy your trade? Would you recommend others jumping in? Text me to one zero one. Also, a colleague of mine came to us with an interesting dilemma. She wants an answer. Uh, would you attend a school reunion? She's very nervous, didn't like school, but fascinated to know what happened to her schoolmates. Have you been to a school reunion and would you uh, suggest she go? You can text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me, Anna Dean, brand strategist, Kia ora, Anna. Kia ora, Wallace. And Scott Campbell, director of Campbell Squared Communications, former TV political reporter for TV3. Kia ora, Scott. Kia ora. Now, late last week, we talked about handwriting, how it's vital for kids to learn good handwriting, but also how it's gone to the dogs for most of us, including me. And so, to a beautiful handwritten letter I received, looks like a letter from the golden era of handwriting, if there was one. And our guest wrote to me about the joys of travelling on sleeper trains, no less. That was the content. Well, with us is Arthur Tompkins. He's a district court judge. He's kindly taken five minutes uh, for us away from a parole board hearing to join us on the panel. Arthur, good to have you here. Good afternoon, Wallace. Hi, Anna. Hi, Scott. Hello. Well, it looks like you write by letter a fair bit, Arthur. Is that correct? Uh, I try to. I probably don't do as much as I would like to. Uh, But I did, I have to say, make a special effort to make my handwriting legible in the letter (laughs) I wrote you, Wallace. Well, it inspired joy in me because it's not often I get a letter as beautiful as this. Anna, did you see it? I did, yes. It is It is gorgeous and legible. And legible. legible. Scott, did you see it? I did. Stunning. I love the – is it cursory? Is that the, is that the <laughs> name for the way it was beautifully linked together? Many, many decades ago, I did learn italic writing, but it's deteriorated a lot over the decades. Well, I loved it. It was such a joy to get. And it's a reminder for me to actually put uh, or buy a fountain. I might buy a fountain pen, Arthur, and put pen to paper and write to somebody. I don't know who. Well, if you do, Wallace, be careful you don't leave it in your shirt pocket when you put your shirt in the washing machine. The results are never good. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, to the content. 
because I did share this uh, without your name and number, but listeners wanted to know about the content, and that was your joy of sleeper trains. That was the topic. Are you off on a sleeper train tour, Arthur? I am in uh, third week of January. I'm. I have to fly, obviously, from New Zealand, but I fly into Rome, and then I'm travelling from there to London uh, via uh, Venice, Vienna, uh, Berlin, Brussels, and London, and all of those except Brussels to London will be on sleeper trains, on night sleeper trains, oh. right across Europe. Oh, I am so envious. Anna, you're a traveller, but this is, this is something special, huh? Oh, it sounds fantastic. It's, um, it, it reminds me, I mean, there's something so romantic about, about letter writing, and I, I had a, a nine-month odyssey of, of getting letters from a chap that I met halfway around the world in India, and we went on some sleeper trains. Um, I, it was terribly romantic, but I didn't even get, didn't even get a pash out of the, um, the expectation and the build-up. So, um, yeah, it was a good lesson. Oh, Power that's, of a bit, that's a bit sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a shock. It yeah. was a shock. But it was- Scott, I don't know about you, but I've got my eye on a couple of um, overnighters overseas once I get the money up. Uh, there's one called the Belmont. I think it's in Scotland. And I'm just, it's just beautiful, the notion, Scott, of sleeping on a train. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I've never done it, um, to be honest. I find it hard enough to sleep um, just on on a plane, um, but on a train, that actually sounds. I, I think the is it the rhythmic nature of going over each of the different parts of the train track. Maybe that will help. Um, I think it sounds awesome. One question I did have for you, uh, Your Honour, was about the letter. Why? What made you take the time to write, in particular, in your best handwriting, as you <laughs> said? What was? Why did that bring you? Because joy, I was as opposed to just emailing it. I was listening to the panel. And I heard Wallace have a discussion, might have been like Wednesday or Thursday of last week, about handwriting. And I thought, oh, I'll write him a letter. So I did. Uh, And, um, uh, you know, I've got a kind of collection. And one of the guests talked about buying stationery. And I have a whole collection of uh, uh, stationery to use when writing letters envelopes, paper, the like. So, um, yeah, I picked one and there it was. Well, the whole package was really beautiful, Arthur. I really appreciate it. And I I think, Wallace, the train you're talking about is probably the Caledonian Express. That's it. I'm sorry. You know your your trains. Runs from King's Cross to Edinburgh's Waverley Station and then elsewhere throughout Edinburgh. But it is uh, certainly on my list. Uh, to do. Yeah, so exciting. Such a great uh, uh, itinerary there, Arthur. Is it is it because you like trains? Is it because you want to actually minimise your carbon footprint? There's a bit of an environmental message alongside this. Well, it's, it's both of those. Um, Travelling by train, you're using, you're emitting about 20% or less of the emissions uh, than compared to flying. But with sleeper train travel, what's there not to like? You yeah. leave from the centre of the city, normally in staggeringly beautiful railway stations. Some of those mainline railway stations throughout Europe are just amazing buildings. Uh, and you've got room to move around. 
you can walk up and down. You can go to the restaurant car or the cafe car. Something about long-distance train travel which encourages you actually to talk to the people yeah. you meet, uh, to really. share the experiences. Um, and you're seeing the countryside you know, at ground level. Uh, I love it. I just love it. I'll do me a favour if you could. Once you get back from your uh, sleeper train trip, would you like to come on the panel and uh, relay a couple of stories? I'd be very happy to, Wallace. Oh, fantastic. Well, thanks for the letter. That's Judge Tompkins, the district court judge for pen to paper. I've got the letter here. It's beautiful. Uh, I might even, if uh, he allows me, put it up uh, on our website. We have had such wonderful responses from tradies. I'm 45, been a bricklayer since I was 16, I would not have it any other way. Uh, get okay travel from job to job, meet good people, the money is really good, I would recommend it. And your uh, Jenny says, I've been to two high school reunions over the past 30 years. The same scatty, snooty girls on both occasions. I wouldn't bother again. Interesting. All right, uh, I've been thinking. Anna Dean, take it away. Well, I've been thinking, and I'm sorry if this comes out, it's a bit of a rant, but it's been something that's been keeping me awake at night. And this is the potential of the National Party's um, ending of a foreign buyer's ban um, that we've been enjoying in this country um, at a time of rapid house price rise over the last few years. Um, And I just thought it'd be interesting to share my personal experience because I'm someone who has quite a good understanding of what it's like to be um, a first home buyer. Um, I managed to buy my house about two and a half years ago, and it was such a struggle. And I know that this policy is only for these properties that are kind of two to three million dollars, but you don't have to be a genius to to understand how that um, changing those rules will actually flow down to affect everybody else. And um, I think that people who own their own home and have for a long time just don't understand what these numbers actually mean for people. I, um, you know, New Zealanders aren't very good at talking about money, but I thought I'd just put myself on the line here. And I actually um, saved $250,000 for my first house. It took me 12 years. It was bloody hard work. And um, I have a mortgage that's the size um, that I think most people I know who are older than me, my mortgage is larger than the entire price they paid for their first home. So I'm just I'm just really worried that we seem to be on a track um, towards thinking it's okay to to line the pockets of real estate agents and to make the rental market even harder for people. I've got friends in Wellington at the moment who are facing you know solo mums who are facing seven hundred and fifty dollars a week just in rent alone for two bedrooms and. I just really want to urge people um, to think about those who are less better off than themselves in this election cycle. So there, rant finished. Well, I, what I got from that rant was an extraordinary level of savings, uh, 250K over 12 years. And, and I understand uh, because people will ask, no bank of mum mm. and dad. No bank of mum and dad, and that did annoy me for quite a while, but then I realised that my parents have given me so many other riches, and it was interesting. When I first went to get a mortgage, I was told to come back when I'd saved $100,000 because I was a um, single woman of childbearing age, quote-unquote, and I was self-employed. 
Yeah. So I saved $100,000, went back and uh, they said, oh, sorry, um, no, can you come back when you've saved $200,000? So I did that. That took quite a few years and the prices had gone up in the meantime. And during that whole period, I was going to open homes with legions of foreign buyers and it was truly heartbreaking. And I really, really, um, this, this potential policy just, Very good. it's keeping me up at night. And I, and yeah. Great uh, to have those thoughts uh, on the table, on the panel. Uh, Scott Gamble, I've been thinking. Yeah, probably um, a little bit on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to the cost of living. Um, I think just as we're starting to tighten the belts, I, um, it, our charities, which we often um, don't think about unless they're out there trying to get fundraising, um, but they're in for a really rough ride at the moment. Um, and I know as a trustee um, on, on a couple of um, charities that donations from corporates in particular and grants and things have really dried up. When when you're in tough times and discretionary funding is uh, is difficult to come about, charity donations are the things that often um, are the first to go. So uh, I think just for I've been thinking about that and, and hoping that some of our corporates might take on board that actually now's a, the right time to be sponsoring uh, and the right time to be to be helping out some of those charities. They do amazing work um, and they're in really difficult times at the moment. Kia Scott. Never a truer word spoken, eh? There are, there are real tough times. There are a lot of charities in New Zealand and every dollar counts. Why wouldn't you if you had the money to help mm. sort the, support them? Yep, very yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. Uh, Scott Campbell and Anna Dean with me this afternoon. Uh, by the way, there's a, um, a very serious. There's a serious incident on the Lower Hutt railway line at Avis Street. Police and fire Amber are attending. I say yes to school reunions. Ours has been going for a long time. Had our 50 reunion last year, and it was just fantastic. Loving your company this afternoon on the panel. Stay with us. We're here till five.